0: Hey, what's happening? Welcome along to We March On with Steve and Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with Believe Podcast Network. So glad you could join us for episode eight. Um, Did you know? That we're on all social media, even we've even got a pigeon, which is at We March On Pod. Uh, it's got the logo uh, just down the side of the pigeon. So, guys, if you would like to leave us a message, uh, get in touch with us, you can do at We March On Pod. And uh, just to say a huge thank you to the Saints Brass playing us in in true style. Stephen Forbes, I see you. People cannot see you, but you look absolutely broken. Uh, busy week so far. <laughs> It's been a slightly
1: busy week. I mean, to be fair, I'm quite tired. We are recording this late over Zoom because we've both been busy. And also, I don't know how it took you 20 minutes to open your laptop. I've been scrolling through TikTok, just, you know, becoming mind-numbingly <laughs> dull through the evening doing that. Um, yeah, it's been a has It's, it's been addictive tough, though, isn't it, mate? It really is. Oh, my God. The amount of nonsense I watch on there. And also, I just think when I watch TikTok, people have got too much time on their hands. I mean I've got I've have somewhat too much time on my hands, the fact I'm watching this crap. But to to go through the uh the motions as it were of creating the crap for me to watch, I also think is is yeah, quite extensive. Anyway, um I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. But um it's been it has been a busy week, Tom, because I got late drafted in up to uh up to the big smoke, up to London, uh to cover some talk sport uh sports breakfast news uh on monday and tuesday they did put me up in a nice hotel
0: which was good tell me more
1: uh because because it wasn't part of my regular planned week and someone on the team uh was ill and uh yeah i'm the uh number one pick on the old subs bench so yeah i got i got drafted up and uh they put me up in the park plaza hotel on westminster bridge um which was lovely five-star hotel um, what was rubbish though, is that breakfast was included, which the lady told me about, but I told me that breakfast was included after I told her I had to be at work at four in the morning and I wouldn't be around for breakfast. So I was like, "She was," <laughs> I said, Oh, is there, is there like a, an early checkout or like a drop box? Because I'm going to be gone. I'm not, there's not going to be anyone on the desk when I'm leaving. She was like, yeah, it's just over there. So like, oh, what time do you start work? And I was like, uh, oh, like four. So I'll, you know, I'll be gone by sort of quarter to four in the morning. She went, okay, that's great. So there's your key breakfast is included. We start from six.
0: And I was like, what the f- <laughs> why are you telling me that?
1: I can't even have it.
0: Crush mate, I've I've had that before. It is it's infuriating. You're like, have you not could you not just make me a bacon sarnie? No, kitchen no one will be in at four AM, mate. That's one of the downsides of doing early breakfast radio. Uh but, but they I've been
1: in me. hotels though that they'll make you like a snack pack or like a breakfast like uh, carry bag that you can take yeah. away if you're not going to sit in and have the breakfast and it might have like, I don't know, like a piece of fruit and a yogurt and a croissant or something like that, that they'll make up for you the night before and then leave it at your room. There was no offer of be, that.
0: Yeah, but it's not, it's not going to be, uh, that's a, you know, when like families and couples make their sandwiches the night before, that's basically what you, you're not getting a fresh one, but you, mm. you at 4am, you are not getting one at that time, mate.
1: No, it it would have been better than nothing. I'd have taken a a 12-hour-old sandwich over enough. And also, because I'm tight and Scottish, I just think it's included in the price. I didn't pay for the hotel, work (laughs) did. But I'm like, it's included in the price and I'm not getting value for money.
0: Value. Uh, I love the idea that maybe you'd get a taxi driver, like uh, an Uber Eats, to go and pick up your free breakfast that's included and bring it over, uh, which would have cost you more. The the thing is, they've got two questions. I didn't Mm. know that you stayed in a fancy little hotel. Pillows? duvet talk to me about the comfort
1: uh it was a sweaty night um mm. i i think that the the quilt was too thick or you know you know when you have a certain like uh duvet or pillows and it almost feels that like they're slightly wrapped in plastic a little bit i don't know what it is mm. what the kind of material is but anyway like i don't sleep very well when i stay away from home especially when i have to get up that er- early in the morning like i feel like i wake up quite a lot through the night but when I stay, this, what is this to do? Well, this is a Southampton podcast. we am talking about rating duvets at hotels.
0: Mate, um, listen, this is what people want. They really want to know what's going on in Steve Forbes' world. You're staying in five star hotels. You always complain about food. And secondly, <laughs> now we're really getting to know you and your duvet, a comfort. Was it a nice hotel? Did, you yeah, know, the hotel did was Zorn all right. Bar? My was room. It
1: Okay, so I tell you right. Let's give you a breakdown. I turned up, and because it was a late draft up, I didn't get called up to go to work. On uh, considering I started at four a.m. on Monday morning till three p.m. on Sunday afternoon, Um, there was no trains that didn't have a a rail replacement service, other than one which took some weird route from Southampton. There was nothing from Parkway, which is the closest one to me. I had to go from Central, and it didn't go the normal way up to Winchester. Uh, I think it's then woking and then into London. It takes about an hour you and fifteen were the fratten minutes, way, right?
0: Fratton. Yeah, the way it went that oh, way and then up through disgusting. Guildford. It took
1: two and a bit hours to get to London, but at least I didn't have to get a bus at, on on the journey. So it took ages to get there. I'm knackered anyway. By the time I get to the hotel, thinking I'm gonna have about five hours sleep before I got to work the next day, I get up to the check-in desk and all my bosses text me: "Is rooms booked under News UK? So just go up to the desk. It'll be booked for you." So I go up to the desk, and I'm like, A, I had to wait ages for check-in. There was only two people on, and there was only two people being served, but it took forever. So I t- And I'm just thinking, this is eating into my sleep time here. So I finally got up to the desk, and the woman was very polite, but she was like, uh, well, actually, I, have you ever been, I don't know what kind of clothes that you wear to a hotel when you go to a five-star hotel, maybe you dress up for the part, I didn't look anything special, but have you ever been to a certain establishment or hotel, and you think, they don't think I belong in here? because when i yeah. walked through the foyer the person stopped me and was like hello sir and then could then was probably going to say can i help you is in what the fuck are you doing here? um but saw that i had a bag with me and when he was like hello sir are you checking in i was like yeah i'm checking in oh it's just upstairs so i was like right well i can te- maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but i felt he was judging me anyway he probably looked at you and thought he, this guy looks scottish he shouldn't be here <laughs> He's looking for value for money. There's a travel life <laughs> down the road. <laughs> so anyway, I get up to the, the front desk and uh, and the woman greets me. And I'm like, okay, I've got a, I've got a room uh, for the next two nights. It's booked under News UK. And she's like, oh, okay. He's like, is it under your name? I was like, well, what's the name is under? I said, I, it shouldn't be under my name. It's just under my work account, News UK. She's like, okay, check. And it's not there. So she's like, I'm going to go off up to the back. It might be, I don't know. On paper, Who knows what she was doing? Anyway, she buggers off for, for five minutes. I'm thinking, oh, God, I knew there was going to be an issue. I know she's going to come out and say, there's no room booked. And then what am I going to do? It's like half eight, quarter to nine. I've got to be at work at 4 a.m. the next day. What I've got to do, go and try and find another hotel now. So inside, I'm already building this up to be a much bigger issue than it, than it is.
0: Catastrophizing.
1: Yes, exactly. So anyway, she comes out. She's like, no, i am not got anything. Let me just check one more time. What did you say? News UK again? Yeah, News UK. She's like... Let me just check your actual name. What's your name? What's your last name? I was like, Forbes. She's like, first name? I was like, Steve. She was like, yeah, it's there. There you go. Two nights, Steve Forbes. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, was like, I could have just saved the last seven minutes of your life just by telling you my name in the first place. You went, <laughs> yeah, I, I did ask you for your name originally. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I was sorry. like, oh. So anyway, the whole point of that is she gave me my room key. I went up and I got one of the rooms that faces the inside. So oh. it faced like the atrium. So there was basically zero uh, natural light in the hotel. Um, it felt very sort of claustrophobic inside. So the room was fine. It was all right. I nicked all the um, Elemis body washes, the tiny little <laughs> tiny little <laughs> bottles of bath and shower gel and the conditioner. You know, it saves me buying any. Um, and it's Elemis. is really good quality. So, so I took that. that That was my little bit of you know satisfaction from staying there um they had a nice gym as well that i used on uh, on monday afternoon so you know all in all i had a good stay mate
0: (laughs) oh i can't wait to get into this week's episode
1: oh i'm glad that's tickled me just you know it's almost therapeutic talking about it
0: (laughs) It sounds way. like an absolute moan from you. <laughs> All right then. All right, well now you've got that off your chest. We better get into uh, this week's episode.
1: Right, well Tom, we better start this off in in some form of uh respective fashion, should we say, because we were worried about what to talk about because there was a lack of football there was postponements over the weekend on every league essentially, and that was due to the passing of Queen Elizabeth II our monarch um, who died on on Thursday at the age of 96 having you know served her country for 70 years on the throne an amazing woman really inspirational and, and obviously will be sorely missed we've now got a new king in, in Charles the third um, Big, big shoes to fill.
0: Yeah, mate, uh, totally. Uh, you know, the nation is, is is paying their respects. And one way that uh, the Football League was able to do that was to postpone all of the fixtures on a Saturday. Um, which I think, you know, goes to show, you know, how much uh, she was, was loved in this nation. However, uh, football fans, I think, myself included, realised how much we miss football and uh and it reminded me of, of that period of lockdown and covid when we didn't have football like the whole weekend for me as a football fan is looking forward to that fixture building it all up and then getting that release of you get the win or you get the loss and you're like right on to the next fixture so I definitely missed it but to get the news uh Today uh, or yesterday um, about the Villa game going ahead, uh, I, I'm just immediately just filled with joy that that we're going to have some football again, and um, really looking forward to it. But um, yeah, it's great to see the nation getting behind it and and paying their respects.
1: Do you think it, do you think the weekend's fixture should have been called off though? Because there was obviously a little bit of, I wouldn't say controversy, that's maybe the wrong word, but a difference of opinion definitely online because many were saying, well, well, what does it prove? Like, what does it show by cancelling all sport? I mean, the Queen was a big advocate of of many sports, uh, an ambassador of horse racing. Um, some sports showed their respects just by cancelling a day. So like the cricket cancelled a day of play, but then resumed again on the on the Saturday. And then horse racing didn't, ra- they, they, there was no meetings on the Saturday. They pushed it to the Sunday. Um, whereas football completely scrapped all fixtures from top to bottom, I think even grassroots level like children 's games was were were stopped uh, from going ahead, and so online the the the, the feeling of many was well why weren 't we allowed to you know have players wearing black armbands? We would have held a moment of silence before the game, maybe even a round of applause in in the 70th minute to mark uh, how many years the queen had been on the throne for um, but it felt the general consensus across the the leagues the EFL and the Premier League was that the right thing maybe the safe thing to do was to postpone the fixtures and and one of the comments as well was that some people may may mar the event some people may decide that they don't want to you know be silent through that period or they might act up um and it is a bit of a shame because i do feel that there's a there's maybe a lot of events or a lot of times in in life when a small number of idiots will ruin it for the mass collective
0: definitely um, but I think the the football league and the Premier League they 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 made a decision they stuck with it. I think there's something to do with the policing. Maybe that that was what it was all about, and that's why all fixtures can't resume because they just cannot get that many uh, police officers to to police an event. Also, with the trucks that are used for all of the media, uh, they can't use them down for the t- television that needs to record there. So so I get it. It's it's easy. It was the easy option to take, but a, but a difficult decision. I still think at the same time, I, I would have liked to have seen all the football clubs, in, in particular Southampton, at home to Brentford that day, um, marking a silence, you know, just that kind of the respect of the club. But they'll probably do it on Friday, won't they, um, mm. against Aston yeah. Villa? So, so not all's lost. Um, I, personally, I would have liked to have seen the football go ahead on Saturday, but I'm glad I didn't have to make that difficult call and decision. And yeah, it does seem a bit odd that cricket lose one day, but still crack on. And the fact that we've got the World Cup coming up in Qatar. And um, I think I heard on the radio the other day, people go, well, now our England players are really going to suffer because they're going to, that, you know, it's going to become congested in all the fixtures that we need to play. But hey, look, it's happened. We've dealt with it. We had a Saturday off. I missed football greatly, but I know it's coming back. And hey, one day off is, is not the end of the world. Well, you
1: you make a good point where you, you say about, I don't know, people moaning about England players and, and stuff like, missing a bit of football. The fact that it's going to be congested, he, congested, headed to the World Cup, not necessarily on an international level, but definitely a domestic level is where are we going to start slotting these games in? Because it's not just the last round of fixtures. There's also cancellations this weekend as well as at a point that you mentioned due to the, the policing. There's no... Although this isn't Southampton related, there's no Manchester United against Leeds and there's no Chelsea against Liverpool or Brighton against Crystal Palace, although that was originally cancelled due to train strikes. So those fixtures are are, are gone. We're already packing everything in before the World Cup. Um, There's an international break um, at the end of the month as well before an even busier October period before we go into November and then a World Cup take man united for an for example they're not going to have played for a month
0: it's mad because they won't have played the last
1: round of fixtures they're not playing against leeds this weekend then there's two weeks of an international break so that think of think of the impact that has they've then got to cram that into the second half of the season or maybe they might have to forfeit games i don't know how it's going to play um but I don't know how they're going to solve this issue, which maybe would have come into the decision making as well. I I did read today that the FA might drop the replays for a third and fourth round of the FA Cup as well, purely to to stop more fixtures being piled onto the calendar. So it may be an issue that needs to be solved further down the line. Maybe they're thinking just get the World Cup out of the way and we'll deal with it in the second half of the season. But it is going to be
0: tough. And and that World Cup that everyone was so excited about going to in November anyway. It's going to be the greatest World Cup ever. Mm, I don't know about that. However, you're right. I think we're going to see the effects of this uh, further down the line. But personally, as Saints fans, I think we should be all right in terms of this congestion. We're not one of the big clubs. We haven't got Europe to worry about. Maybe Mm. a cup run. But from a Saints perspective, you know cool we're playing on friday and um maybe that's a little bit selfish the way i'm looking at it but yeah Ashton well not at all up. you know
1: so it's a friday game it means you've had a, a you get a day less to wait for yeah. the for the foot you don't have to wait to a saturday or a sunday so well, get one, friday night like, kick off about, under the lights
0: under the lights yeah remember those stadium um, shows before at st mary's where it just yeah went the light shows yeah I remember that um, that Saints fan who was now a meme. He's a gif, isn't he? He's a GIF uh, where yeah. he just yeah. dances uh, uh, outrageously. Um, but my mate was going to go uh, with his daughter to the Brentford game. And it was going to be her first ever game. And it was a family uh, price ticket. And um, he misses out on that. And he's a bit, you know, annoyed about that. But hey, hopefully it will happen. Um, but however, Steve... I have got some huge news to share with you. Oh, yeah. Hit me with it, baby. All right, Steve. You know, um, because I'm about to ask you a question in a minute during our advert break. uh, Mm. And just for anybody who's new to this podcast, this show, um, we don't really have any adverts to play because we haven't Mm. had any businesses get in touch with us to say, look, hey, we'd love to advertise on your podcast. So um, guess what's up, mate? We have had... A business
1: offer. Oh right, okay. A business offer. So this must mean we're uh, we're being uh, the proposal would include money, maybe in the tens or the hundreds. Dare dare I say it, the thousands to um to sponsor this podcast, provide us with the ability to you know not work as much at, at other employers, um or buy better equipment, maybe improve the studio
0: yeah you'd hope so wouldn't you however um steve this has come from um a mate that i went to school with um he's contacted me uh his name's dave um and he says um really enjoyed the episode entrepreneur Uh, dave philanthropist uh, just just a top top lad i think right um loving the new podcast uh talks about um the quarter pounder does taste different to a double cheeseburger. We discussed this in the last episode. The larger Pounces. cut onions are the key, and uh, that's his take on that. Anyway, he says I manage my son's uh, football team, and uh, and I'm uh, we're both uh, lovers of the lower league football grassroots. Um, he says I thought the podcast might be interested in sponsoring our away kit. Uh, probably around £300. Um, he says it's mm. a bit backwards as you're after advertising, but hear me out. Firstly, we are Southampton Tyro uh, League, which I played in as a kid growing up. So all our games are local. Not only will it give exposure to our team and parents, but also every other team's players and parents. Uh, and then he goes on to say that, that that we could have our name, We March On, and, um, podcast across the kit so Ooh. it's going to cost us 300 pounds but mm. we get to advertise so so i just wanted to sort of get your thoughts on that do you have 150 pounds obviously we'd go halves on it uh mm. it is um and um yeah it's a, a football what what are your instant thoughts do we need to think about it more um but it, it's not and it, it, we wanted to get paid for it, didn't we yeah I mean yeah. that
1: that that was the initial plea for the last eight weeks of the episode was was to for, for revenue for ourselves or yeah. maybe it wouldn't even be a, a profit making. It's purely to just make the podcast better, yeah. um, By uh, earning more money, um, <laughs> but so are, are you
0: suggesting I, have, I have some
1: I have some thoughts. Where do they play? What ground they play at? Because I, no. I live uh behind a park so if i could watch the football from my bathroom window it'd be like having a director's box (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, love it love it so 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 that that could play play a factor um what do you think about the away kit i'm a bit you know i love southampton's away kits this season love the blue Mm. one prefer the green one that's my favorite those are the away kits so we do get the cooler kits Away from home, yeah. Away days are the best. As an away fan, you do always go off.
1: Well, it certainly broadens uh, our marketing wider mm. than the Southampton area. Um, so, well, I don't actually know. Where do they play? Do they, is it just between the boroughs of, of Southampton, or is it they might head out to down, to Sussex somewhere, or maybe they go into Dorset for a day? But will they be Who Saints knows?
0: fans? I'm, I'm jotting this down. Where will the away games be? Um, also, where do you play? good i like this we're rolling with it
1: um do we have any say at board level um could we wear suits to the games and maybe have some form of decision making um as well because essentially what i see this as is we're investing so it's like uh let's take sportsbet.io for example they give money to southampton to have their logo displayed on the shirt now I presume they would have some sort of say in in maybe the the brand awareness or or some things that they would do. There's there's there's, there's a bit of give and take. It's not just here's some mm-hmm. money and put up put our our name on your shirt. They would they have features, don't they? Through the Southampton YouTube channel, sometimes there's Sportsbet.io videos where the players yeah. will do a game or something like that. So well, you know there are other things.
0: Yeah, well I went down and hosted on behalf of Sportbet. Um, at the Northern Social Club, but through them, so mm. I suppose we could we could get some ex uh showing under twelve uh, players to come mm. back uh, maybe do a talk um yeah, the really promising uh, ones yeah, that have gone on um and how it's it's shaped their lives. I like that could we potentially with that three hundred pounds choose the team sheet
1: well, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, would okay. we have any any other say? really okay. in in team affairs because um, it doesn't sound
0: you, it don't do, you, do, you, do you want to run a training session that's something i've always wanted to do
1: i have zero skills when it comes to football management um okay. other than picking a solid team in career mode on fifa okay uh and football manager 2007 back in the day i was pretty ace at that okay, perfect used These to use to sign marcelo from fluminese before he joined real madrid and guess what he was a left back put him up front he bagged in about 35 a season.
0: Mate, that, he's just got vision. You just can't you compete. Know, he's just, just a natural ability. And All I right.
1: have I have that ability, you know, when you're watching a game and you say, I reckon he's going to bring on him for him. And then yeah. they make the exact same substitution. You're like, see, I should just be in the dugout.
0: All right, well, look, um, I'm going to get back to Dave. I mean, look, this is the start of, of something. It's big. It's better than nothing, isn't it? Thank you. It's
1: better than nothing. But what I would say is it's less of a... Sponsorship for the podcast Is more of an investment opportunity For us to make For our own We need to take it out of the marketing budget Essentially Which currently sits at zero pounds and zero pence
0: Yeah so then it would go to minus 300 Which means What if we
1: What if we either did a whip round Or We Also got Investment from somewhere else For the podcast We got sponsored And then we used that sponsorship money To sponsor the team Because that would essentially be doing a good deed for a local youth team. We get the benefit of having a name on the kit, but we're also not going to spend 300 quid of our own money doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to, I like that. I'm also going to put down, can we just sponsor the best kid and we decide who's got the best skills. We go down and watch the training session. Is a sleeve
1: sponsor cheaper than a front sponsor? Like we just had WMO on
0: the sleeve yeah with that could we get that for 50 quid well i i don't know i mean I, you know i'd be up for just paying 50 quid to choose the team one week you know um but then it, right. it's a great Experiment. idea i like it this is a start thank you very much dave i what i take most from this is the fact that he's enjoying the podcast and yeah. more than anything um compliments like that go a long way
1: they certainly do we're, do, we're doing the right stuff here tom best you believe it <laughs>
0: all right then steve are you ready then um, to fill this gap in this week's episodes um with this week's um uh, question now normally uh you would sing it and i can I've... do yeah you want to yeah okay you ready yeah
1: it's time for Saints trivia,
0: question of the week. Okay, quite a short, yeah. st- like straight in with the week, but I liked it. It's different. Okay, I don't, are I don't, you I don't ready? normally elongate that. Uh, question of the week. Yeah, sometimes you do. But anyway, look.
1: Question oh. of the week. Okay, yeah, maybe. Better okay.
0: next time. Uh, so everybody, listen up. This is this week's question. I've jotted it down, so it could be awful, could be fantastic. Let's find out. Back On the 16th of May, 2015, Southampton FC beat Aston Villa 6-1 at St Mary's. But who scored the hat-trick for the Saints? Okay, 6-1, beat Aston Villa back in 2015. Who scored the hat-trick? Enjoy your break. So, um, lovely break. really. Do you know what sometimes it's nice to do is close your eyes and just take a couple of deep breaths in and out. And just reflect on life. And that's exactly what I've done. But my question to Mm. you, Steve, any idea on the answers? Uh,
1: Scored a hat-trick for Southampton in a 6-1 victory over Aston Villa in 2015. Correct. Or 16, did you say?
0: Yeah, 2015.
1: Uh, The only person I can actually remember scoring a hat-trick, and I believe it's the fastest hat-trick in Premier League history uh, in that year, is uh, the one and only Sadio Mane.
0: That is correct. Congratulations. His three goals came in the space of two minutes and 56 seconds to take the Saints into a three nil lead inside the opening 16 minutes. His goals had also broken the record for the earliest completion of a hat trick in Premier League game. It was previously held by Manchester United's Dwight York. So there you go. Mm. Everybody who got that uh, question correct. Pat on the back. Big up yourselves. Also, Shane Long uh, scored two goals. Long. in that. Shane Long. Day. Shane Long, <laughs> who didn't score many <laughs> goals, but he got uh, two that day. Um, just a little throw out there. Any idea who scored the other one? An Italian centre forward? Uh, any ideas on that one? Graziano Pella. Correct. Here's yeah. a question. He didn't score many goals uh, for Aston Villa. Who scored uh, for them? Uh, John Carew. It was Christian Benteke. There we go. Uh, Question. I enjoyed that one this week, Steve. It was good. It was good. Um, Anyway,
1: shall we move on? Uh, Because this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than normal, purely because of... Lack of content. Not having as much football <laughs> to talk about. Uh, and barely really mentioning anything to do with Saints so far, other than that question. Mm. Uh, and that we're playing Villa on Friday. And under the and on the topic of playing Villa on Friday, uh, that'll be probably around about 24 hours after this podcast goes out. Are you looking forward to it, Tom? Obviously, it wasn't the best of results last time out against Wolves. Uh, we have missed a week of fixtures as well. Villa not in a great place at the moment, I would say.
0: What, what are your thoughts ahead of the game? Straight away. Last podcast, we talked about how I was nervous about the Brentford game and I thought we were going to get, you know. Dodged a bullet. I thought we were going to have our pants pulled down. However, on this occasion, I feel like there's a strong chance. Now, I do know, as history has told me, every time I feel like we're going to get a win, we don't. So I'm sorry in advance. However, I feel Aston Villa are there for the taking and what I'm most looking forward to is the fact that Danny Ings uh, going against Southampton. Mm. Looking forward to that one. What I will say is, and I've been watching a lot of sport recently, a lot of American football, because uh, the season's just started. I'm a huge fan. That I look at the fact that we created a lot of chances against Wolves. And you know what? I'm positive about the fact we're making opportunities to score goals. And hopefully this time out on Friday against Aston Villa, we'll actually put a few of them away.
1: Can Jan Bednarek play? He probably can't because he's on loan. Yeah, no, No, I don't think he can
0: play. He will get booed. It'll be interesting when he warms yeah. up. Actually, just because of his passing. Yeah, comments. but he won't
1: warm up if he if he can't play if he's ineligible because it's a loan move. Do you he re- won't even be warming up.
0: Oh, that's even. He might be sat in the in the stadium somewhere then in the stands.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to Steven Gerrard's uh, big Scouse excuse at the end. Uh, <laughs> if they do, if they don't win, yeah, I am. I can't do a Scouse accent. That's the only thing I could do.
0: And basically, <laughs> we were shite. It's not as easy when you're not managing ranges. Um <laughs> <laughs> That was so much better. Um, oh, cut! Cut my accent out of this. Jeez. Uh, I am. Um, I am looking forward to. it. I think Southampton have got a good, a good chance in this one, and and I think the sooner we can put that one nil loss. To bed and um, get get a good positive result. I'm 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 very happy about it. But do you agree though? As long as we can, if we're making opportunities to score goals, it's much better than the fact that we're just not creating anything. I think this is a very exciting attacking Southampton team. So I think they're going to create chances against this Villa team.
1: No, I, I really do. It'd be interesting to see if Ralph goes with the tried and tested lineup or whether he's going to um, bring in maybe like Sam Addozi. Uh, from the start this time because he obviously had a very impressive cameo against Wolves really skillful player a lot of speed so it will be interesting to see how Ralph approaches it they've obviously had an extra week to work on their approach to the game um, so we'll see I think that our strikers necessarily haven't quite you know gelled as, as well as they maybe could have done so far I don't think it's, it's been poor displays um, all round has been excellent really, from from the start of the season, uh, Wolves aside, um, purely based on, on chances that were missed. But it'd be nice to see maybe Mara get his first goal for Southampton, Shea, you know, get his heading head back on. Um and and I'd like to see Adam Armstrong get another goal too, just to see his his vein of confidence uh, continue. Um, I think I think
0: it's going to be rocking. So I think it's going to be rocking. You're obviously going to be doing Saints live. I think there's going to be a really really good atmosphere uh, at St Mary's, and
1: it's it's away. So yeah. it's away at Villa. So there'll be no atmosphere at St Mary's. It
0: will be because I'm going to watch it on my phone at St Mary's on my own. <laughs> Um,
1: I, I will be there doing saints live but it'll be um studio based with uh just and we'll just watch it on the telly okay, mate.
0: well look i, I i'm confident yeah. are you confident of getting a result
1: yeah i i think so i think villa are not great this season <laughs> so i'm 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 pretty happy Perfect. Yeah.
0: all right then steve uh we're coming we're coming to the end of the podcast then aren't we this shorter episode
1: yeah i felt like our voices were um speeding up slightly because we can see the countdown at the top left hand corner of the zoom screen and we're like I don't really want to send another zoom link to have to then you know record any bits else that we miss out so we are wrapping this up fairly sharpish
0: yeah and also we've got 300 pounds to to make up to do sponsorships we haven't got time to be paying for extra minutes on zoom i've said no, it we do not have a professional
1: account it is purely domestic <laughs>
0: uh listen steve where can people catch us on the socials uh anyone
1: can get in touch with us at we march on pod across all the social media platforms send us an email if you fancy to we march on pod at gmail.com uh we'll be back next week after the villa game uh, to discuss that and look ahead to the following week's fixtures
0: uh probably with a slightly longer episode with more to talk about indeed and you know what steve i hope you get a good hotel breakfast uh between now and the next time i see you mate
1: (laughs) i hope so too anyway until then play us out saints brass